The fourth hour of First Up continues here on TSN 1050. I am Aaron Karolnik. He is Carlo Koliakovo, and what a treat it is to welcome our next guest to the show, an Emmy Award-winning broadcaster, a man synonymous with versatility at the worldwide leader. He hosts SportsCenter. He hosts the Maddie and the Caddy podcast, and beginning this weekend, he will be part of ESPN's broadcast team for... The return of the XFL, making his debut here on First Up. It's Matt Barry. What's going on, Matt? Gentlemen, good morning. I I got to <laughs> Venmo you guys some some cash after that intro. That was that was quite impressive. Perfect. I appreciate it. Yes, yes. Um, take PayPal I, too. Yeah, PayPal, Zelle. That, that's those are American things American. more so than yeah. Canadian. But we can figure it out. PayPal, you got the PayPal, Coco. We we can make it work. Well, I'll we tell you what. We'll be paying him the money back. If he kills it in this interview. <laughs> oh, Matt Barry always kills it, let me tell you. So, Matt, let me start with this. What has you more excited, the return of Tiger Woods or the return of the XFL? What a phenomenal loaded question that is because I have to answer both <laughs> in, a, in a way that, that, that suits all of our network partners. I'll say Tiger first because that happens first. It happens today at 3.04 p.m. Eastern, which, by the way, you can watch his featured group on ESPN+. Plus. Um, we haven't seen it since July at the Open Championship and his final walk at St. Andrews. It's been 844 days in a non-major event and a PGA Tour event since we've seen him. And so I, I think it's just it's an opportunity. Golf is going to go through a boom here in the next month because of the Netflix series Full Swing. And some of the younger stars are going to be carrying the sport. But when you throw Tiger right in the middle of that, there's still so many people that are curious of what Tiger can bring us. And so this is an opportunity for all of us who love the sport to sit back, look at Tiger, see how his health is. Because now what you do with him is you're going to watch today. He's got late, early tea time. I don't think that that, that plays well for him. But we, we'll, we'll do with Tiger. You know, I'll at the Masters in, in, a, in a couple of months. And, and so what I'll do is I'll watch him health-wise. What does he look like at Riviera? Does that play well for him to play at the players in March? And does this ultimately all set up uh, for him to be competitive at the Masters? So that's excitement part one. And then Sunday, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern ABC, I'll be on the call for the, the XFL games and, and XFL Ooh. coming back. And you know what I love about this is I know a lot of people are out there. Just, they can be naysayers with these spring football leagues, but just doing prep. I call college football and host college football during during that season. There are so many names that I know from back in the college football day between A.J. McCarron, who's quarterback of the, the St. Louis Battlehawks, uh, Jack Cohn, who quarterbacked at Wisconsin and Notre Dame. There are so many guys that are playing in this league that want an opportunity to prove that their NFL career isn't done yet. And so for me, being a big college football person, this allows me an opportunity, and I'm with Joey Galloway, allows me, us, an opportunity to tell these guys stories who want that next chance and another opportunity at the NFL. Well, we saw when the XFL relaunched a couple years ago and then unfortunately got shut down with the pandemic, uh, some of the teams that did excel in that league, and St. Louis was one of those teams that just blossomed. I mean, the the, the fans – that, that attracted to that team. It was an incredible scene, an incredible place to play. They're doing the game against a team that we're trying to adopt, the San Antonio Brahmas. I love because, it. Because we love the whole Brahma Bowl, the rock, you know what I mean? I like the, the Sea Dragons too, though. The Sea Dragons. Okay, that's fair. Ben that's DiNucci. Fair. Ben DiNucci. So, 
I guess what I'm asking you is, you know, because it's fresh, it's starting this week, it's an eight-team league, is there a certain team we should pay more attention to you know, going into this season? We're, we're guys that like to gamble a little bit. You know, they've got odds on the season a and lot. stuff. Give us a, oh, some insight on that. Yeah, there, there's a lot of – look, the, the, the sports betting component of it is what's going to make this fun. And what I'm excited about is, is typically when I'm calling a college football game or doing – Really supposed to too much about the sport. All right, we're going to call Matt back. We're going to give Matt. I think we're having some phone problems here. Would be my guess. Jeez. But <laughs> very crackly. I don't know why. I thought my brain was going to blow up. Yeah, there. that's that's good. We apologize. <laughs> we apologize to the audience for that. Not not ideal. But the sports betting component, and you know, this is kind of a little bit difficult for me because, like, you guys know how much I love the CFL and. The XL is not necessarily a direct competitor of the CFL. The CFL plays from June until November. The XFL is going to kick off this weekend. So this is spring football league versus something like the CFL. But the one thing I would say with the CFL is, like, incorporate gambling more into the product. And the broadcast, I think we've done a fantastic job at TSN. But as far as the Canadian Football League actual like in-game components, even while you're at the game, I think that the CFL has a long yeah, ways to go. And I'm curious... Hey. That's what, what Matt has to say. In the game, yeah, right? and, and, and Matt, you, you were talking before we lost you there, your phone cut out, or maybe it was us, I'm not really sure. You were talking about how the XFL and ESPN are incorporating sports betting more into the product. Please explain. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, we'll show it throughout the broadcast and how the line is moving, the point total, and everything in between. And throughout the season, it's just going to get better because once Vegas figures this out, and you guys know how Vegas loves to figure things out. It's going to be such a big component of the broadcast because people look, if, if we all sit here and, and, and pretend like people aren't sports betting on everything, then we're just naive. And so we're going to lean into that and you're going to find out. And you guys were asking about rosters before. When you look at some of these rosters with some of the talent, the, the game that I'm calling St. Louis and, and San Antonio with Heinz Ward coaching in San Antonio, Anthony Beck, the head coach in St. Louis, A.J. McCarron, I mentioned, he won two national championships as a starter at Alabama, three if you include the year he backed up Greg McElroy. This dude's good. He played in the NFL, and he had a torn ACL in 21. He wants to come back. Uh, they've got a great running back uh, in Mateo Durant who played at Duke, who was an all-ACC guy. Then you go down to San Antonio, Jack Cohn. I mentioned him a second ago, played at Notre Dame and Wisconsin. But they're starting running back, Kalen Balage. This dude was in the NFL. He's still played for Miami. The there you go. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so, I used to draft Balage on my team as like a, like a, a dark horse a flyer. Rookie. A flyer, yeah. late round flyer, yeah. See, and that's it. You have a lot of those guys that you're like, oh, hell, he should still be playing in the NFL. And that's what's going to be exciting to watch. And so we're not going to be shy about the sports betting component. We're not going to be shy about the access. People are going to see things and hear things in these games that you would never hear in an NFL or a college football broadcast because that's going to be one of the the, the trademarks of, of this league. It's just like we're going to go into the locker room. We're going to hear play calls. We've got five players from each team mic'd up for the entire game. It's, wow. I keep joking around on some of our calls. It's going to be invasive, and I can't wait to see how invasive we can oh, get. Oh, I love that. Love live mics. You've got to be crazy. You've got to be a little worried about what you might hear on some of those live mics. But, Not Matt Berry, though. So you mentioned about the, the players that are playing in it, and I, I would imagine this league, you know, spring football has always had a hard time 
you know, building traction and staying alive because it's just not the NFL. But I would imagine that the the uh, growth or at least the, the, the development of this league is to be a feeder league for the NFL, not just with the players, but even with the rules. We saw when the XFL relaunched a couple of years ago, they introduced new rules like the kickoff rule where both teams line up in a line at the 35-yard line so there isn't that impact. We also saw the extra point conversions where you can go for one, two, or three points at this certain yard distances. Is there any new rules in this league that we should be aware of that the NFL might consider looking at to bring into their game? So there's one in particular that Bill Belichick has been fighting for for years with the competition committee, and we're going to give it a run in the XFL. It's going to be the ability to challenge anything. And what I mean by that is, if there was no pass interference called, but the team believes it was passing interference, then they'll bang a timeout. Dean Blandino at, at our officiating headquarters, they'll review it. And if there was a missed PI, they'll throw the flag, execute the penalty, and go from there. And wow. I think that's one of the ones that the NFL would probably seriously look at because how many times in a game is there a flag thrown and when they're doing the replay of the broadcast, you'll hear the – the, the the broadcasting go oh I, I don't think the that, Super Bowl think that the play there. that cost the right. the, 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 the Philadelphia there you go. Was the Super oh you Bowl. think Perfect that you think that play would have been overturned if they yes. did a review I don't no yes. no chance. I don't no chance I think yes. letter of the law that was holding what what people are are moaning about is the, the timing of which the play yeah. the the penalty exactly. was called but I I think the rule of you know and and when you look back at something and you, and you how many times do we see calls that are missed holding calls hands to the face and so that's one of the rules that I'm really excited to see executed in this league because of anything and you guys hit on it a feeder league to the NFL well that's part of it but the other part is how can this league and, and ESPN how can we do things in a broadcast that maybe the professional leagues or even the SEC or some of these other football leagues how can we do something that they're perhaps a little hesitant to do? How can we do it and let them know that it's safe to do that and then execute it next time your league play comes up? I used it an example on our call yesterday. I'm a big, I, you know, I do the Masters, the PGA Championship, big into golf. And we've seen it in the CBS broadcast earlier in this season where they they literally interview a player from before the tee shot, the tee shot, walking the fairway through his approach and then through the putt. And people are going crazy over it. Well, we just assumed that couldn't happen because there wouldn't be buy-in. Well, the players love it. It's not distracting. They did it with Tom Kim the other day. Yep, he stuck I his approach that. to six yeah. feet for eagle. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, okay, so we can throw out the it's a distraction of the player because the guy hit one of the best shots in the tournament. And so, I, look, we all have this this mindset of, oh, this is how it has to be because it's always been done that way. That's well, let's try thinking. to push the boundaries a little bit and have fun with it. I agree. Our guest totally is Matt agree. Barry from ESPN. I mean, Matt, maybe you could convince Tiger Woods to be mic'd up for you know a couple rounds, maybe four rounds, assuming he makes the cut this week at the Genesis. Maybe save that for the Masters or for the PGA. I'm not sure how likely that is. But when we consider Tiger Woods, 
the season to come. Hopefully this is the first of many starts for him. What do you think like the best case scenario is for him? And I guess, yeah, winning multiple tournaments might be the best case. I don't know if that's likely at all. But, I mean, is just staying healthy and competing a win for Tiger Woods at this point in his career? Yeah, I think showing up the next tournament. I mean, for for Tiger, it is so sports cliche, but for a guy that's been through a near-death experience and a leg amputation, and that's after everything he'd been through with the back fusions and everything in between, for him, I think it's round by round. I really do. Show up today. Let's, how does he feel after playing 18 of the Pro-Am yesterday? Show up today. Go through your process of getting ready. 3.04 Eastern tea time. That's noon out west. How does he feel through the walk tonight going into tomorrow for round two? That's going to be step one. Okay, how does he play in round two? Can he make the cut? This is the fifth longest layoff of his career, the longest even going up over 500-something days. And he's made the cut in every first appearance after these long layoffs. And so I don't know that making the cut's too far of a stretch for him in a course that he knows really, really well. But it's, it's, it's going from round to round, shot to shot, hole to hole, the walking, the plantar fasciitis. How is that going to settle in? And then once you take this body of work this weekend at Riviera, you, you put it aside, now you start working for that next tournament, which I think all of us believe, barring any huge setback, will be the players in March in Ponte Vedra. So then you just take that tournament, and then you start building to inevitably the Masters. And look, he's going to play in the Masters. If he was able to do it post-car wreck like he did last year and wow everyone by making the cut, he's going to be there this year barring any unforeseen surgery or, or setback. And so for Tiger, we'll watch today when he tees off at 3.04. We'll watch all of his shots, and we'll, we'll just proceed to the next hole in the next round and the next tournament and see where he goes from there. Yeah, you just hold your breath seemingly every time he takes a swing because every opportunity to watch Tiger Woods in many respects is a blessing because everything he's endured uh, with the car accident, all the back surgery, so hopefully many, many swings. Not too many swings. Maybe that guy's 68 to start today. Get him on a good uh, trajectory to make the cut uh, ahead into the weekend at the Genesis. Matt, can't thank you enough for taking the time. Been a big fan of yours for a long time. It's been great to have you on. Let's do it again soon. Anytime, fellas. Appreciate y'all. Uh, send the uh, PayPal account via the Twitter so you guys know how to hit me back. Consider it done. Consider it done. That is Matt Barry from ESPN. Uh, Carl, I actually need to use your PayPal account for something. Let's talk about that during the commercial break because i got to <laughs> transfer some money. And mine just like doesn't work. Uh, my FanDuel best bets coming up on the other side. I need a big bounce back. Big bounce back. Had the Kane parlay yesterday, Evander and Patrick, neither of whom came through. So I'm going to give you some winners next.